Hello everyone! Welcome to our youth service. Coach Dave Estrella here and we are in a series called Gear Up wherein our hope is that we will be able to prepare you for the new normal that is about to come. For some of us here, our classes was were postponed to October pa, no? Iniisip siguro natin, ano na lang mangyayari sa atin yan, no? Grabe, sobrang bilis ng mga uh, nangyayari sa paligid natin. Now, maybe you've heard this already. 16.5%, imagine that, 16.5% ang niliit na ating ekonomiya. Okay, not only that, there are 7.3 million people who lost their jobs because of this pandemic. And it's not just us here in the Philippines. In fact, it's the whole world that's suffering as well. IMF said that this is a crisis like no other with uncertain recovery. So imagine that. Postpone ng mga bagay, merong problems and challenges with our economy. It seems like we are going downhill. The question is, how do we respond as God's people? Pag tinignan natin yung economy natin ngayon, how do we respond as God's people? That's what we're going to look at today. We're going to read from 1 Kings chapter 17, verses 2 onwards. It says here, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go to the east and hide by Kerith Brook, near where it enters the Jordan River. Drink from the brook and eat what the ravens bring you, for I have commanded them to bring you food. So Elijah did as the Lord told him and camped beside Kerith Brook, east of the Jordan. The ravens brought him bread and meat each morning and evening, and he drank from the brook. Let's pray. Father, speak to us. Mangusap kayo sa puso namin ngayon, that we would see your will and purpose in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, just to give you a context, this is the first time that the prophet Elijah is going to be introduced. Now, for some of us here that's familiar, the prophet Elijah is a prophet that God sent for his people, Israel. At yung unang-unang bungad pagdating ka Elijah is that he pronounced God's judgment already. You see, God's people, the nation of Israel, were in rebellion against God. They disobeyed God. They're not listening to God. And God is disciplining them by telling them that there is going to be a famine. Magkakaroon ng tagtuyot. There's not going to be any rain. Now, to give you a context, during their time, agriculture is one of those main drivers of their economy. Now, imagine if there's going to be no rain. Walang aanihin. Magugutom sila. Titigil yung economy nila. That's what Elijah's message is to the nation of Israel. Now, Elijah also is from Israel. So in short, pag dumating tong crisis na to, apektado rin si Elijah. With the view of the impending economic crisis that is about to come, what did God say to Elijah? Sabi ni God kay Elijah, pumunta ka doon sa Kerith Brook, okay? Isang katabi ng Ilog Jordan. Stay there and I will feed you. Miraculously, I will feed you by sending ravens, sending birds to give you food at yung river, yun yung tubig mo. Wow! Pwede ba yun? Posible ba mangyari yun? Hindi ba mamatay sa Elijah? But look at what the verse said. Sabi dito, Each morning and evening, araw-araw, umaga at gabi, hindi nagutom si Elijah. Why? Because when it comes to the economy and when it comes to God, you have to remember this about God, that God is a provider. God is a provider. 
You can lean on Him. You can trust Him because God is a provider. Sabihin nyo nga yan, kung nasan man kayo ngayon, God is a provider. At pagdating kay God, minsan mukhang kulang, minsan sakto lang, minsan sobra-sobra, minsan dumadating to sa mga hindi mo inaasaang paraan, pero hinding-hindi ka mawawalan. Because God is a provider. So, okay na. Kumakain na si Elijah kahit may dumating na famine. Okay na. Uh, wala na magiging problem. He is well taken care of. But look at this verse. Sabi sa verse 7. But after a while, the brook dried up for there was no rainfall anywhere in the land. Lord naman. Okay na eh. Pinapakain mo na si Elijah. Hindi na siya maguguto. Hindi siya mauuhaw. He is well taken care of. And then all of a sudden, you allowed the brook to dry up, natuyo yung ilog na pinag-iinuman ni Elijah. And have you ever experienced that? Okay naman na lahat, wala naman ng problem, nakakaraos sa na tayo araw-araw, we are well taken care of, and then boom, we hear of a story na wala ng trabaho yung parents natin, nalugi yung business, nasara yung isang location ng uh, parents nyo, or natanggal siya sa trabaho. The brook dried up. The brook dried up. You see, sometimes in our lives, God would allow our brooks to dry up because He wants you and me to realize that God can use many channels, but we must never forget that He is the source. Huwag natin kalimutan. Ano sabi natin? God is a provider. At pagdating kay God, minsan mukhang kulang, minsan sakto lang, Minsan sobra-sobra, minsan dumadating to sa hindi mo inaasahang paraan, pero hinding, hindi ka mawawalan. And that's what we see here. One of the channels of blessings for Elijah dried up. The brook dried up. But the source, the provider, the source of the blessing is not going to dry up. Ito yung principle of channel and source. Ano yung principle of channel and source? That God is able to use many channels, but He is the ultimate source. Yung trabaho ng mama at papa mo, yung business ng family mo, yung kamag-anak mo sa ibang bansa, yung school mo, yung talents mo, all of those things are channels of blessings, but they are never the source of blessings. God can use many channels, but He is ultimately the source. Minsan, pag sobra-sobra tayo sa blessings, nakakalimutan natin yung source kasi nakakapit tayo sa channel. Minsan naman, pag kulang tayo with it comes to our finances, ang hinahanap natin, channels, nakakalimutan natin yung source. But what did we say about the source? That God is a provider. At pagdating kay God, minsan mukhang kulang, minsan sakto lang, minsan sobra-sobra, minsan hindi dumadating to sa hindi mo inaasaang paraan, pero hindi hindi ka mawalan. So, paano na si Elijah ngayon? Natuyo yung river, the brook dried up. What's going to happen now? One channel of blessing dried up. What's going to happen to Elijah? It says here in verse 8, Then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the village of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I have instructed the widow. So he went to Zarephath. As he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks. And he asked her, Would you please give me a little water in a cup? 
as he was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was get, I was just gathering a few sticks to cook that last meal and then my son and I will die. So anong pinalit ni Lord? Paano magpo-provide si Lord ka Elijah? Some key words that we see here. The word zarefat. The word widow, the words I only have, and the words last meal. Imagine, the word Zarephat, it's, it's a location somewhere north of Israel, outside Israel. Most probably, this widow is not a Jew. Ibig sabihin, hindi siya naniniwala sa God ng Bible. And not only that, she is also a widow. During their time, a widow symbolizes someone who does not have any source of income. Kasi sa panahon nila, it's the husbands that bring home the income. It's the husband who's going to provide protection and provision and status. So a widow is someone who is devoid or uh, someone na wala nun. No provision, no protection, no status at all. And to make matters worse, they only have a couple of um, flour at uh, said na said na. It's at the very bottom of the jar, yung kanilang oil. Wala na eh. In fact, what she was saying, I'm going to cook and this will be our last meal. Ito na yung huling, 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 huling pagkain namin at mamatay na lang kami ngayon. Na-experience mo na ba yun? Yung huling 50 pesos ng wallet mo? Yung huling 20 pesos ng wallet mo? Yung, na, nung tinignan mo yung wallet mo, naku, natakot ka kasi hindi mo na ngayon alam kung paano ka uuwi. Kasi huling-huli na, last piece of your wallet. Ganun yung nangyari ngayon sa widow. Imagine this! Ang pangit ng timing ni Elijah pagdating niya doon. Pumunta siya sa isang lugar na malamang walang naniniwala kay Lord. Ang nakausap niya pa, isang widow who doesn't have any money, and to make matters worse, they are at the brink of their last meal together. Wow! Anong sabi ni Elijah? How could this be God's way of providing, Lord? Okay na yung river eh! Okay na yung brook eh! How is this going to work out? But remember God's economy? What did we say about God? That God is a provider. God is a provider. We can lean on and trust him. At pagdating kay God, minsan mukhang kulang, minsan sakto lang, minsan sobra-sobra, minsan dumadating to sa hindi mo inaasahang paraan, pero hindi hindi ka mawawalan. Sometimes it feels like it's not enough. Sometimes you barely make it. Sometimes you overflow with abundance. Sometimes it comes with ways that you did not expect. But you will always have enough because God always provides. So what's going to happen now? In verses 13 to 14, it says here, But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you have said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Recap tayo. Dumating si Elijah doon. Nakita niya yung widow. Sabi niya sa widow, um, pahingin tubig, tapos pakainin mo na rin ako. 
Sabi ng widow, uh, malabong mangyari yun, Elijah. Ito na lang yung meron kami. Uh, kumukuha lang ako ng sticks dito kasi magluluto na ako nung last meal namin at mamatay na kami. And Elijah said, okay, sige, gawin mo yon pero pahingi pa rin pagkain. <laughs> it sounds so insensitive. It's as, if God, it's as if Elijah didn't hear what the widow said. But actually, what Elijah did here is that he exposed the very reason why the woman, the widow, and you and me are not experiencing the miracles God wants you and me to have. Did you know that God is a miracle worker? But there are certain reasons why we do not experience God's miracle in our lives. What are those reasons? For some, the reason is this, that they don't believe that God exists. Ang hirap maniwala sa Diyos, at kung di tayo naniniwala sa Diyos, di tayo makapaniwala sa miracles niya. If we don't believe in God, we can't believe in miracles. We believe in luck. We believe in coincidence. But we don't believe in divine interventions. For some people, the reason why you and me don't experience the miracles God has for us is because we are fakes. It means that in our heads, we believe that God exists. We say we believe God exists, but we act as if He does not exist. Ang ibig sabihin niyan, ang galing natin mag-share, ang galing natin mag-post, ang dami tayo nabibili sa Shopee at sa Lazada, pero hindi tayo makapag-tife. Kasi, sa utak, at sa bibig natin, naniniwala tayo may God, pero hindi ito nakikita sa buhay natin. For some of us here, the reason why we don't experience the miracles is because we are too focused on the current reality. And that's what's happening here with the widow. She was focused on her limitations. Konting flour, konting oil, last na last na to, wala na kaming pagkain. Which ultimately reveals the main reason why you and I don't experience God's miracle is this. Fear. Takot tayo mawalan. Takot tayo maubusan. Takot tayo na yung meron na tinago natin, mawala pa sa atin. Takot tayo. We are afraid. That's why Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You see, there's another theme here na hindi natin masyadong napapansin. But, if you read this carefully, specifically using the ESV, you would notice the word, Word of God, or the Word of the Lord coming up six times. Because here is the overall theme of this chapter, the Word of the Lord. Pag sinabi natin Word ni Lord, it's a big topic, but it also reminds us and symbolizes God's power, God's promises, God's uh, faithfulness, God's purpose, God's security for you and me. If you would look at it, it would happen like this. God would say His word. Elijah trusted God. Elijah obeyed God. And he experienced the miracle. Word, trust, obey, miracle, or breakthrough. And now, the widow has heard the word of the Lord. At my choice siya. Will she trust God? And not only that, our actions reveal if we trust something or someone. It's not just enough to say or think we believe something or someone. It needs to be seen in our lives. So, anong gagawin ng widow? Verse 15. So, she did 
as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and olive oil left in the containers, just as the Lord had promised through Elijah. There was always enough, just as the Lord had promised, or according to the word of the Lord. For some of us here, that is the reason why you don't experience the miracles of God. You heard His word, we trust Him, but we don't obey Him. Kailan dumating yung blessing sa, sa widow? Dumating ba yung blessing bago niya lutuin yung pagkain? No. When she cooked that food, she showed trust in God. And who would have thought a widow from Zarephath, yung isang tao na malamang sa malamang, hindi naniniwala kay God, a person who most probably don't believe in God, who is a widow, who has every right to say, Lord, naitindihan mo naman ako, ito lang talaga meron kami, ito lang talaga, Lord, kapos talaga kami, naitindihan mo naman kami, who has every right to say all those things. She heard God. She trusted God. And it was seen not in, in her words, not in her Facebook posts, not in her Spotify playlist. It was seen when she trusted, when she obeyed God. And what happened? There was a miracle. Hindi siya naubusan. There was always enough according to what the word of the Lord said. We got to remember that when we say economy, may dalawang klase economy, the natural economy, and the supernatural economy. The natural economy is what we hear in the news. Stories of shortage, stories of recession, stories of uh, contractions of economy. That's the natural economy. And it's natural to save, to invest, to keep, to hoard, to consume, to keep it all for ourselves. Now, there's nothing wrong with saving and investing and all those things. In fact, the Bible has a lot to say about all of those things. But there are two kinds of economies, the natural and the supernatural economy. The supernatural economy is what we see here. The supernatural economy says, it looks tight, but it's not going to stop me from tithing. <laughs> the supernatural economy says, ito yung nangyari sa paligid, but God will not let go of His promises to me. In short, the supernatural economy of God says this, that God is a provider. You can trust Him. At pagdating kay God, minsan mukhang kulang, minsan sakto lang, minsan sobra-sobra, minsan dumadating to sa hindi, ina, hindi mo inaasahang paraan. Pero hinding-hindi ka mawawalan. Do you believe that God is a provider. Do you believe that you will always have enough? Naniniwala ka ba na hindi hindi ka mawawalan? Because if you do, you are going to obey Him. Nung type nga tayo sa kasalanan natin, God did not withhold Himself. When we are spiritually bankrupt, God went out and poured himself generously to us. Romans 8.32 says this, He who did not spare his own son but graciously gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us 
all things. When we were spiritually poor because of our sins, anong ginawa ni God? Binigay niya si Lord. Binigay niya si Jesus to take away our sins. That is God's economy. Pag wala, nagbibigay pa siya lalo. Why? Because He is the source of provision, the source of forgiveness, the source of love, the source of hope, the source of reconciliation, the source of redemption. He is a provider. Honestly, pagdating sa pera, this is one of the things that I, for one, am struggling with. This is one of the things that God has been constantly been dealing in my life. I grew up with a broken family. It was my mom who raised me up, single mom. In a way, para siyang widow. And I've seen how it has been so hard for her. At lumaki ako doon sa ganung thought na baka maubusan, baka mawalan, Maintindihan naman ako ni Lord, sakto lang, hanggang dito na lang kami, and God has to break all those wrong poverty mindsets from me. I learned a lot from church and from reading the Word. I learned a lot about savings and investments and um, trusting Him and giving generously and tithing and all of those things. Kailangan talaga magkaroon ng bagong mindset, a renewing of the mind. And stories and reminders and testimonies like this make me see, oh nga no, may dalawang klaseng economy, the natural economy and the supernatural economy. And I want to end with this. When it comes to challenges, specifically financial challenges, nagkakaroon tayo ng dalawang response madalas. Myopia or amnesia? Wow, nosebleed! Myopia or amnesia? Myopia is another word for nearsighted. Meron ba sa inyo dito nagsusot na ng salamin o ng glasses? You see, I'm currently wearing glasses, pero hindi pa siya nearsighted glasses. No? Anti-glare, anti-radiation glasses lang siya. Iba sa atin dito, nagsusot tayo ng glasses kasi yung mga nearsighted, ang nakikita lang nila yung mga malalapit. Pag malayo, hindi nila nakikita. At minsan sa buhay, lalo na pagdating sa challenges or uh, trials, specifically finances, we tend to have a myopic vision. Ang nakikita lang natin yung current situation. Sweldo, bank account, savings, problema, kapos, kulang, myopia. Ito lang nakikita natin. Nahirapan tayo makakita beyond it. For some of us here, pagdating sa financial issues, nagkakaroon tayo ng amnesia. Alam niyo yung amnesia? Yung nakakalimutan mo yung mga bagay. Dati, tinulungan ka naman na ni Lord eh. Dati, kinapos ka eh, pero hindi ka naman nawalan eh. Dati, nag naging gipit ka pero ngayon okay ka pa nga. Tinulungan tayo ni Lord dati. Tapos nakakalimutan natin, nagkakaroon tayo ng amnesia. When it comes to challenges, sometimes we have that. Myopia or amnesia. How do we correct our spiritual myopia and spiritual amnesia? Four things that we can apply right now. Number one is the Word of God. You see, the Word of God is like corrective glasses. That when you wear it, it makes you realize na hindi lang yung problema yung totoo sa buhay mo. Hindi lang yung bagay na malapit sa'yo. It's not the near things. That's the current reality. It's not just that. The Word of God reminds us that there is a future hope. That's why I want to encourage you. Read the Word. It will correct your spiritual myopia. Number two is our thankful list. It's so helpful that when we have this thankful list, naalala natin yung mga blessings na binigay ni Lord, ng mga 
past days, past weeks, past months. Thankfulness reminds us if he was faithful then, he is going to be faithful now. Number three is testimony. It means that when we hear other people share their story, it it increases our faith. Kasi nakikita natin si God gumalaw sa buhay ng ibang tao at God is able to work in your life as well. And this is one of those things that has helped me a lot. I have heard stories of testimonies of other people. Last 100 pesos na nila yon, Last 1,000 pesos na nila yon. Bibili pa siya ng pagkain ng pamilya niya. But God told him to give. And then he gave. And then miraculously, parang yun ang yari ka Elijah. God provided for him. His 100 became 2,000. His 1,000 um, opened up business opportunities. And, and there was just so much blessing. It's a miracle. Hindi lang to coincidence. It's divine intervention. Testimonies. Listen to the stories of people around you, especially in your community of faith. And it will increase your faith as well. Number four is this. Take risks. I want to challenge you. Be generous. Tigil na muna yung salamat, Shopee. <laughs> okay? I want to encourage you right now to give generously. Take risks when it comes to your giving because that is where you move in the miraculous. The word, thankfulness, testimony of other people, taking risk. The reason why we can say with such confidence na pag mo yan, may experience may miracle ni God is this, because God is a provider, you can lean on Him, you can trust Him. Minsan mukhang kulang, minsan mukhang sakto lang, minsan sobra-sobra, minsan dumadating to sa hindi mo inaasahang paraan, pero hindi, hindi ka mawalan. I want to pray for all of us here now. Lord, I pray for everyone who is watching. Lord, I pray that you would remove their doubts. Lord, correct our spiritual myopia, yung pagiging nearsighted namin, and help us see the glorious future we have in Christ. Lord, I also pray for all of us here. Lord, for some of us here, we are afraid of the things that's going to happen. Kinakabahan kami sa nangyayari sa ekonomiya, sa naririnig namin sa magulang namin. Help us see the supernatural economy that we have in Christ. Lord, give us the confidence, God, that we are able to overcome. Lord, I pray sa mga nanonood ngayon that this is going to be so much blessing, financial provision upon them. The same way that you provide provided for Elijah when he was besides the brook you provided for him through the ravens. God, I pray that you will provide for everyone who is watching. Yung mga magulang na siguro nakikiusosyo, nakikinig ngayon. Lord, I pray that you will provide for them. And Lord, I pray for some of us here, yung situation namin para kaming widow. Kami yung kapos, kami yung kulang. But God, even today, I pray that they will experience overflowing blessing, that it will always be enough, and there's just going to be room for helping other people. Lord, I pray that you would break poverty mindset right now, that people will move in your economy, that we will not be stopped and boxed by the things that's happening around us, but we will see that, God, you are a provider. 
Some of you here, you need faith. Some of you here, you need forgiveness. Some of you here, you need finances. Or you need security. Kasi insecure ka. Or love. All of those things, God is able to provide. Lord, provide for us. Provide for us, God. That we will see that you are the source of our strength. The source of everything. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.